Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. Go back to your room and stay there until the phone rings twice, then leave quickly and quietly. Keep out of sight until 9.30 local time, then go to Staraya Square at the steps. Okay. Your contact will be on the bench. Cornerback? Yeah. You're a Marine. It's the reason you're still alive right now. Remember your tradecraft and you'll be fine. Today we're talking about Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. I am Sean Orrod, and joining me tonight is Chad Bathtub to the Face Evans. Hey, happy to be here. Hey, Chad, how you doing, pal? I'm doing fan flipping tastic. <laughs> I'm glad, and I'm glad I didn't have to beep you on the first 13 seconds of the show. Cornelius, bad hacker visuals, Logan. Thank you for pointing that out, man. I was pissed. I hate that stuff. <laughs> I like this movie, but I hate that stuff. Sam, don't beat up that poor male nurse vector. Male nurse? I don't remember a male nurse. At the beginning Which of the movie. Which one was the male nurse? At the beginning of the movie. He was giving the dude a shot. He's, yeah, he's giving his, his needle thingy. Oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> and I guess that had purpose. Yeah, it's just it's it's a trope of I'm so evil, I'm willing to yeah. kill to kick just useless people in the face or whatever. Or yeah, and if he could do it himself, why the heck did he even need a nurse? I don't know. Um, to show us that he's mean and evil. So big pull oh. up a big comfy chair and let's dive into this movie. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. 2014's Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. This was the uh, attempt to reboot the franchise, which was a pretty good franchise. It had four movies, three of which I think are pretty good. One is okay. Uh, I think one so. is really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hunt for October. Hunt, I think is, we yeah. all really flipping loved. Uh, I think Clear and Present Danger is really so, good. Yeah. Um, William Defoe is in that, and he still freaks me out. And then Patriot Games with Sean Bean, who does die at the end. Spoiler, uh, huh. is also good really figure. good too. Uh, yeah. Some of all fears was fine. Um, it was. But okay. they blew up Baltimore. They blew up Baltimore, and it was a, it was supposed to be Washington, uh, mm-hmm. but this movie came out about. One year after 9-11, and people were still kind of, you know, I think it came out actually the summer of 2003. So kind of glad, I'm kind of glad they blew up Baltimore. That place was a, terrible. Speaking of Baltimore, they, he's a Baltimore Ravens fan in this movie, which is kind of funny. Oh, um, well, know. is it the character uh, yeah. from, I mean. Yeah, the, the character's char- from Baltimore, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. his, his fiance works at a Baltimore hospital. So, I mean, it, it, it all is kind of tying in. Um, and so I thought some was fall of fears was was okay. It had its it had some really good moments and some really not good moments. Um, but whatever. Um, but that's fine. And then so no, what? Go ahead. Oh, uh, and so then there's this. So this was the attempt to kind of to restart the franchise. They had kind of uh, uh, visions of of this sugar plums. Uh, Thank you, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> visions of sugar plums. Dancing through Chris Pine's head. Uh, yeah, uh, of this being an, like a trilogy, like a, another trilogy starring Chris Pine and um, and Kevin Costner, and it it didn't really make a lot of money, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. And 
because the franchise is really, really cool, and it's a cool concept of taking. Um, it's a trope, I, you know. It's a it's a trope of the what you call the fish out of water trope. You know, you take a guy out of his element, right? He's a, he's an analyst, right? He's a he's a nerd. He's a bookworm. Yeah. He's a bookworm. He should have just sent a memo. He just should have sent a memo. <laughs> just put um, it in a memo. And and instead he ends up having to be an action hero now. Um, with a broken back. With a broken back. Suck it, oh, Batman. Oh, it's Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I actually put that I in my notes. You. <laughs> my, my literally, all, my all he, all he needs is some old caged doctor to come and like punch push the, the bone yeah. back into his back. That would have been great if that hospital field doctor would have been just like, all right, <laughs> you're fine. Six months from now, you'll be able to walk again. Uh, <laughs> fly halfway around the world. Yeah, in, with, in no without an air, without money or a vehicle. Um. So so yeah. So before I dive too far, what sir, is this movie, Sean? What is this movie? Well, uh, this is this movie. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Jack Ryan, as a young, hot, covert CIA analyst, <laughs> uncovers a Russian plot to crash the U.S. economy with a terrorist attack. That's right. That's what it is. And that's um, it. Did she ad lib? Did she ad lib? <laughs> she may have added in that word "hot." I think. I, I think she was. I think she ad libbed the word "analyst." I, I'm pretty sure we <laughs> all know hot. Um. Yeah, in fact, um, I, this was one of the few movies that my wife actually watched with me because it stars Chris Pine. Um, I, it has to be the eyes, those blue eyes. Otherwise, he looks like a toad. Um, he kind of looks like Tom Brady. Ears, and by the way, half of his head is his forehead. He kind of does look like Tom Brady. Yeah, it's like oh, dis- disfigurated. Yeah. That... It's like Tom Brady after a night out drinking and then waking up on the side of the road after getting hit by a mail truck. Oh, my God. Sam, why, that, to be a why, do have, why do you have such that, issues with Chris Pine? It can well, be a Tom female. Brady, actually. I don't know. I just don't find. I don't think he's that pretty. What Tom Brady or Chris Pine? Chris Pine. I don't think Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's pretty. Yeah, yeah. I don't I like, I don't yeah we don't. So. We don't talk about. <laughs> we don't badmouth Tom Brady. Yeah, I'll badmouth Tom Brady all I want to. The friggin' cheater. Anyway. Um, he's a good looking man. It. No one likes us from Detroit, Baltimore, now New England. What people, why would people hate us from Baltimore? Because Corny said it was the he's oh, glad yeah, it blew up. Sorry, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's East Coast Detroit. <laughs> right. Speaking of, oh my gosh. So yeah, speaking of, of of Detroit. So I got the new um the new um what's it called Modern Warfare uh, Advanced Warfare yeah. game, right? And there's actually yeah. a, a map in the multiplayer where you go to Detroit, and it is a, I mean it is a it is nuclear waste field, right? Like I mean it is like. <laughs> It is beyond destroyed, and I couldn't. So it's help. like six weeks ago, Detroit. Right, and I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, "Oh my God, Detroit is a ruin," and and it's hilarious because we were making fun of Detroit. So, one star review from people from Detroit. Oh yes, uh, so, because there's only enough people to give one star. Right. Oh, left. Um, so anyway, uh, so that's what this movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to jumpstart another series. But, but really, was this a franchise? I, I never really considered it a franchise. Well, the movies, well, didn't uh, except way. for Clear and Present and Patriot Games, I never, I never associated Hunt and some with all four. Does that make sense? No. Yes and no. Um, Hunt for Red October and the other two, Clear and Present yes. Danger, whatever. Those are in the timeline. Those are a naturally occurring thing. They just got a different actor. But yeah. Alec Baldwin is the only difference. You still have. Uh, um, uh, James Earl Jones. Well, I'm not. I'm not Cabot. saying that 
the story is wrong. I'm just saying. But they're all they're was, all they're, for all intents and purposes that that that's a trilogy. That was they were made to be a trilogy. The only difference is is that you got it would literally be like if they had done Star Wars four, five, and six. Mark Hamill was the first guy, and then the second guy was Marty McFly. I don't know. He would be yeah, but there, there's a bit of consistency. Yeah. I don't know. To, to me, I, I didn't buy it back when they came out as a continuation of any kind of story. Well, now that I know more about these movies, I know it. But I mean, back and, maybe, then, and maybe because you were you were younger and didn't understand that idea. Because wait, in the was younger in the first one, you know, <laughs> he has a daughter who's four, and then mm-hmm. the second right. one, his his daughter is like nine, and is and then you know once a you know a bro, you know she's always wanted a brother, and then in the third one, she's a little older than that, and then we find out that she is in fact getting a child, a, a younger. Sibling, we never find out what the sex is because she hangs up the phone and then the screen goes black. So, um, so anyway, and then the, and then some of all fears was actually supposed to to Are be they that, rebooting it then too. It was that was supposed to be the first reboot, and it did not do very well in the theaters either. And so then they said, well, okay, we'll wipe wipe the slate clean and go back to what 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 Jack Ryan is really good at, and that is fighting the Russians. The problem is is that. No one now thinks of the Russians as the bad guys anymore. Not you know? yet. Not you know. I mean, and they, and they, they might be. <laughs> so but you know what I'm saying? Like right now, the bad guys are Muslim militant people who are blowing up things and North Korea. You know, so and, and they've made movies about that villainize North Korea. Right. And what did, and what did we do? We stopped. We didn't air it. We didn't air it. <laughs> right. Um, so before I get too much off my normal script and, and of things, I'm going to do the normal backtrack a little bit and say, Chad, hi, had you seen this before? You know, uh, what do you think? First impressions, I, first impressions. Well, I've never seen this before. So this is a, uh, uh, first viewing for me. Um, I actually liked the film. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, there were a lot. I, I was able to make the connections. See, I really didn't know. I'm not too uh, up on my my Jack Ryan uh, history, but um, but I was able to make a lot of connections to this and Hunt for Red October, one of my all time favorites. So it was um, going into it. I knew that you know everything was going to be okay because. Because the wife and the had to had to survive, mm-hmm. you know. Because you know, Jack Ryan brings back a big teddy bear from Russia, right? <laughs> um, it's just what it was. But uh, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I thought it was uh, there were it was very captivating. I, I really loved the music in it. I thought the soundtrack was great. Um, of course, I'm 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 a sucker for that old. Russian style music, mm-hmm. so which which uh, may or may not have made my notes. Well, we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. But I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Okay, good. Um, why does it do this? <laughs> I don't you... need Adobe to install the Flash now. This computer has been on for three hours, and now is when it decides to do it. Did uh, did you hit record there, buddy? Yes, I hit record. Okay. We're fine. Stop. Whatever. Um, uh, this break brought to you by Windows. Windows. No, not a Mac. No, all of my machines are Mac. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I have. This, um, bro- this break <laughs> is brought to you by Adobe. 
yeah. screwing up your life <laughs> since 2005. One, one install <laughs> at a time. I mean, why can't they just make one fix a year? You know why? Because every time they make the one fix, somebody goes, hey, boss, um, yeah, when we overwrote that, um, we took away the ability for them to actually view their files, so we need, we need to go back. So, Sorry, we, we've been dealing with this crap at work. But anyway, so anyway, the movie <laughs> itself, um, I am, uh, I was crisp pining for this to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Boo. Uh, boo yourself. Um, I'm giving him a dirty look right now, but I, I actually can I can actually appreciate that one. That was actually not bad. So you're going to get a point. Thank you. I'll allow it. Yes. Um, no, I, I, for, at first, that's, I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of these type of movies um, where there is just enough suspense and drama to get you through the movie, but there's not a lot of action. I, I really want to get into the movie and just veg out, basically. Um and this started out that way until about the dinner scene, and then I was hooked for the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> so I, I am now a, a fan of Jack Ryan, and if they continue to do this series with Chris Pine, I will be very happy. Okay. I'm sorry I keep giving you weird looks, Corny, that for some reason, I know no one at home cares about this, but I'm trying a different microphone on Corny tonight, and it sounds weird. You sound weird. So while... Sam talks. We're going to switch your microphones out. While I talk. Okay, so no one's listening, so we can talk about uh, Corny and Sean. I mean, no and... one's listening. We're oh, still, wait, We're still wait. recording a podcast, dummy. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my first time uh, seeing this this film. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I love these types of films. Love the whole spy versus spy versus the world type of thing. Um, the only problem I had with this, this film was... There was some problems with dumbing down the script. There were some blatant, how can I say it, script. Uh, dumbing down errors? Yeah, just script errors and, and telling us what's going on the screen when they could have easily just shown us with an action or, or just by letting us be regular human beings that don't have to be told what's happening. I'm bad. Um, but uh, you know, I'm with you, Chad. I like the the soundtrack was was good. Um, I found myself watching this thing uh, fairly intently instead of possibly doing other work while it was on. <laughs> um, I, I just for some reason I have a little bit of a problem with Chris Pine. Um, I I think he's a good Captain Spock or whatever he is in the Star Trek movie. <laughs> Get out! But um, in this one, I don't know. I just I couldn't take him as a doctor, or someone who's very very smart. Um, and, uh, I know Opie, I think mentioned the fish out of water story and, uh, you talk about hopping out of the water and having to run as fast as you can. Um, to me, it seemed like he, uh, he learned the, the, the spy trade very, very quickly in terms of the physicality of what needed to happen. Cause I'm not sure if when he was on the farm, if he's learning how to drive motorcycles on, uh, on the side of walls, and uh, oh, they you know, teach learning. that in boot camp. Is that in boot camp? Is that like yeah, the that's, first that's couple of days? Yeah. 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 So there were some things in there I was like, um, oh, that was just done for action's sake. But um, it, was, it was a pretty good movie. I, I want to I go there a little bit more, um, completely ignoring your uh, uh, blatant uh, insult to Star Trek. Um, the, the action stuff. A lot of people had issue with the action stuff. Yeah. Because they like 
he's not Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Here's my response to that. He was a Marine. Do Marines learn how to drive a motorcycle on the side of walls? He he did that. He didn't drive on the side of a wall. He went up a little ramp and then down a ramp. I mean, that was... Corny could do that. I mean, yeah. you could definitely do it. I'd kind of like your to, general to see that. Did you see him going 70 miles an hour down uh, streets with cars and, okay, and so, swerving in and out, out of traffic? So I was almost with you, Sam. Uh, when yeah. I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, it would never happen. But it's not... I don't... I don't call it training of exactly what he's doing. I call it training to be prepared to do things or either to focus on what you're going to do. I could actually believe that, yes, I can drive and I can do 35 or 40 miles an hour around this thing and keep going. Like, because okay. when, he, when I, he has the little hand to hand combat, he's not kicking that dude's butt. He's, you know, he gets lucky he, and he, yeah, he got, yeah, he could, he took he got out, extremely lucky. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a, a coincidence or a, 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 yeah, that's the only guy he quote unquote kills. And that was by luck. I mean, we have to, we have to go back and think the character, right? So like Alec Baldwin is you know, like climbing through the, the bowels of the ship and he just bl- flat out just murders the dude as the, who's the bad guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Harrison Ford gets into a fist fight with Sean Bean on a moving boat and there's some other stuff like that happening too. And then he gets there's he has he goes into the jungle and fights off the bad guy from Desperado. Um, Desperado uh, in that movie too. So the character is known to have some to to, to be physical in in a, in, a, in a nature that he needs to be um, because of his training but, because he was a marine. So but we get that with Bond. We get that with the Bourne identity. We get that with every other spy movie. What I would have really liked to have seen is the smart side of the, of Jack Ryan in terms of learning to adapt to his. You know, you could be uh, hardcore and and not know martial arts. He could be just smart enough to know what to do in that situation to get him out of that or to catch up with the car i i don't know it just seems to me like i I don't know how much thinking you need to do other than chase the bad guy i mean there's not a whole lot of of sitting down and writing out a a paper a dissertation on how to get there you know like you chase the bad guy Mm -hmm. um but but the jack ryan character does these things so um i mean the the born books are kind of a ripoff of 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 jack ryan They, they kind of are and I've read a couple of the books, and they're they're fine. But uh, and the movies are not even close to what the books are based no, no, off of. No, no, but and that's fine too. They're still good movies. I still enjoy the heck out of them, uh, especially the first one. And I like the new one with Jimmy Renner. But whatever. Um, uh, but I, your your point is taken, Sam. And and a lot of other people agreed with you that and they tasty. thought that it was. Yeah. Now, it, don't it tell was, me it doesn't ruin the movie at all. No, there are other just, things that bothered me about the movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But but the action was never one of them. I never was bothered by the action. And and to to, to your point, Sam, of of him being smart, um, you know, I thought the I loved the scene when he's in the plane, he's in the CIA plane, and he's just walking around and he's literally just talking out loud and he figures out where they're going and who the bad guy is and like he's. He's figuring all these things out, you know, using Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Foursquare. But see, I'm I'm the opposite. I didn't like that for some reason. And I'm the one saying, hey, I want to see him be smart. To me, it looked like it, it to me it looked like they do. wanted to make Chris Pine look good. And obviously this is a Jack Ryan movie, so he's the one to save the day. 
but there's maybe it's because in a CIA, in the real life CIA, there's a lot more team aspect to things and a lot more people are involved. And certainly there are people on computers looking it up, but there's not one singular person. But, um, but, but. Being Jack Ryan. But you're good with The Hunt for Red October, where it's only Alec Baldwin, who is the only person that believes that these the, that the other submarine has found the Red October, and he, by himself, goes out there, drops in the ocean, and they pick him up, and he, by himself, has to convince a captain of a nuclear submarine that this Russian isn't about to kill him. I know. I, could, I, I can see that. In that one, that's different, because the situation calls for it. Why wasn't Kevin Costner... Uh, doing Jack Ryan's little speech, he's 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 the guy over Jack Ryan. Well, I think you need Seems... that trope. I, I, I think you need the trope of the guy who who shows up, who's in the world, you know, he, the fish out of water, and all of a sudden he's kind of getting into the idea or getting into the uh, the role of I can do this, and so he's he's calling the oh the, I think about it this way, think about it this way, and I, I see what you're saying, Sam, with yeah. the uh, with, with the guy, but um, I, in all honesty, I'm actually I'm I'm on the uh, the uh, the bandwagon of, I'm not a big fan of him being the one to be like, hey, why don't you check the Facebook? Like, I I, I would have well, done that. You, you know, you could think about you, you could think, also think about it being, you know, he was the chosen one. <laughs> but the only thing I, that could have made that scene better for me is him standing back just a little bit and maybe trying to interrupt, and then all of a sudden, then kind of standing up and taking control of the room. Oh, it's Chris like he Ryan? has – Jack Ryan. It's like he has control of the room from the beginning. Why wouldn't he? He's the lead analyst on this on this op. I would say he's, that he's, – He's the lead guy on this op. Kevin Costner is his handler. He's, a, he's an op – Kevin Costner is an operational guy. I mean you saw him using a sniper rifle. He's not, he's not some bookworm guy. He's not the, the James Earl Jones character. James Earl Jones' character is the guy back at CIA who is helping Jack out with files and paperwork, and I'm going to send you to, I'm going to have you fly out there because you can talk to the people. That's not what Kevin Costner's job is to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I again, those scenes I have no problem with. I feel like I'm defending this movie, and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, it's not, and I'm, I feel like I'm putting it down more than more than it needs to be put down. I'm right. just, I'm being very nitpicky with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just very the, nitpicky. The things that bothered me a little bit were, uh, well, okay, so we'll we'll flip the we'll flip the range a little bit here, Sam. We'll talk about some of the things that bothered me, and then maybe you can either a defend <laughs> maybe them, maybe I loved them, or or you can you can slap me down. So we're we gonna we're we gonna flip the reindeer games. Yeah, we're good. Oh. <laughs> Chad? I'll allow it. Okay. Oh! Okay. okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, but that's the wasn't second, great. But that's the second Christmas reference we've gotten in February now. So, um, that's true. That's oh, kinda, wait. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, so, the stuff that I, it kind of bothered me. Um, and this is a me thing. All right. So, you see an actor do a thing. And then you see him do something completely different, and you kind of go, I kind of have a hard time buying you in that role. It was my same issue in Pulp Fiction, remember, when um, the head bad guy, what's his name? I can't remember his real name. Oh, uh, James Earl Jones. No, he's not in there. What's wrong with you? Not all black, Ice-T. Not all black people look the same, Sam. Come on now. Ice-T? Really? He would have been like 20 when that came out. You know what I'm talking about? 
Um, uh, Marcellus Wallace. V- 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 Marcellus Wallace, yeah. Uh, Marcellus God, Wallace, name? what's wrong with you people? No, that, that, was his char- that was his character name. Yeah, I was like, no, that's right. No, I was thinking of Marcellus Lewis. He's like a football player yeah. or something. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, v and Rames, right? Yeah. I there had, you go. I had seen him in other stuff before I saw him in Pulp Fiction, so I couldn't. Uh, my like mind, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah I could yeah. not buy him as some drug dealing thug who who is feared by many. To me, yeah. he was this age of the geek, you know? Um, so in this movie, the bad guy, who is um, Kenneth Branagh, who directed the film, I, I, only, I can only ever see him as either A, that, that what's his face, Chad, from um, Harry Potter? Um, oh. Oh, so you just assume Chad knows about Harry Potter. No, not Dumbledore. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You guys what? are terrible at this game. He's Gryffindor. Ron. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying things from Harry Potter. I can make up stuff too. Snorkel. Snorkel. Sam's muted. Okay. Um, no. Repeat from, the question. He he plays a character. He's in the second Harry Potter film. He plays the Defense Against the Dark Arts guy. Oh, the, the, oh. the funny. Uh, the, the, yeah, Lockhart something. Gil- Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. Right. So, what'd you say, Sam? No, I actually said Gilderoy that time. Oh, okay. I thought you were just making up another name. Um, but not even like an actual <laughs> name from Harry Potter. Like you just made up a word. You know, um, not until you just said that did I make that connection. Yeah, so that's, I, I, that's the I same didn't dude. recognize it. And he's also the guy who plays the bad guy in Wild Wild West. That's so, true. So I'm so used to seeing him in these kind of campy roles that seeing him play this Russian, which, by the way, his Russian accent was all over the map. Oh yeah, it was. It, it changed. It kept being weird. It was like sometimes when he like when he was whispery and like subtle, like I could buy that he was Russian. He's a British dude, but you could kind of buy he was Russian. But then when he kept, I, have, I captured some of it, um, some of the audio when he's yelling at the end, and he doesn't. I don't know. He sounds like he's. <coughs> oh my goodness! Excuse me. Sick. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> just a little dry throat there. Um. He sounds like he's mocking what we dumb Americans think Russians sound like. Well, you mean like <laughs> this, where we talk like this and we make these. Yeah, the but weird you know Russian it's in that East, Ru- East European you, accent. You right. think a good director would be able to point that out and and, and, and maybe he, at least make it work? You maybe, know? but it, it, it's probably hard when he's in front of the camera. I mean, who's going to tell him that his accent sucks? Because <laughs> he's the director, you know. In Russia, accent talks you. Right. So. <laughs> Anyway, so his accent <laughs> kind of bothered me. Some of the spy techie tech I didn't really like. I have I have mentioned on this episode, this show, a couple of times, and I know I've had many a conversation with Corny about. I the hate, exploding pan. No, I don't. No, that stuff is fine. Um, I have an issue with. At least I'll tell you this way, I don't like it when you have tech. That's supposed to make us non-tech people feel insecure about the computers because computers are a crazy, dangerous thing. You know, like back in the 80s and 90s, like the terrible movie The Net, and she's just <laughs> typing stuff and things are happening. Back then, we didn't know what the hell computers were. So, like, that stuff actually seemed kind of terrifying. But, but nowadays, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Nowadays, we know what computers are. Like... You know, like, my son is going to grow up with an iPad 7 or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we know what computers are now. So when I see him typing 
at least one, they did one thing right and actually had a dialogue box of actual yes. text. So they did half of it right. But why did they have to have the graphic of the logo of the company with all these little boxes filling in and it was spinning to represent it was searching through data? That would never happen. You would never now, search yes, for data it, it in, could. A, in a three- It could. But it probably wouldn't. Okay, the IT guy, Corny, is standing here making funny faces like that's not <laughs> right, a real thing. So, well, no, no. Someone who's designing the, the, the graphical unit, it, user, the GUI, right? Yes, graphical user. Could user, make user, that user. graphic happen. It's the same thing when you see the little spinning beach ball or, or something like that on your computer. Could, it but, could. It won't because it's a waste of money. And time and effort well, and I would say at that level, once you're once you're past the the point where we say end user, where the end user could see it, you're talking about nothing but just characters and data. Um, you would not put graphics there because they could not exist on that side of what you're trying to find. In Jack Ryan's case, he would have never seen a moving box while he's right. trying to hack something. Like that just wouldn't happen. Because all you're doing is putting in lines of data to get the to get the access that you need. In his case, um, the whole dialog box of, you know, give me some codes. Wait, some, wait, wait a second here and there. Right. Type a command. Wait for the information. And believe it or not, a lot of hacking is just doing the same thing until the computer freaks out and doesn't know what to do, and then you can take over. And the reason why I say that is because. Uh, he does from, it all the time. No, from time <laughs> to time at work, they'll actually ask me not because I'm very good at it, but because I have time, uh, is to to stress test a certain uh, uh, server. Can I actually bypass it? Um, and I got to do that in the library a lot when I used to work there, and it was actually kind of fun. But literally, a lot of it is all right. Go to this area, type this password, type this password. Does it give me an option to reset it? It does. Okay, I reset it. Now I'm in. Now I've gained access. And you can actually do that to a lot of places. By the way, I really shouldn't have said that. But, <laughs> uh, but that, that, that's all hacking is. It's not the glamorous thing that you see. And so when I saw that... It's, it's not Hugh Jackman drinking wine with 16 monitors and spheres floating around? Yes, God almighty. Oh, that movie vomit. still pisses me off. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry to I do that, Sam. I hate that stuff in movies. I hate it when the director takes a painting that's four feet long and puts it in a two-foot briefcase. <laughs> I'm still not over oh, that. Oh, that's a thing, though. Well, I know it's a thing because we watched Pierce Bro- it. Uh, no, Pierce Brosman did it. I, I watched him do it. I know we did, which is why it's painful. The director of Die Hard looked at us and said, eh, they, if they'll buy Die Hard, they'll buy this. Anyway. I buy Die Hard because teachers exist. I, okay. I love Die Hard, by the way. Um, So, yeah. So, that was, a, uh, that was an issue I had. So, the, the techie tech... Um, oh, I dropped my thing. Um, <laughs> yes, the, he did. The techie tech thing I had issues with. I actually captured. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna. Um, well, I'm gonna play out of order, but I want to play this for you, Corny, just because this this seemed not real. And I get that this is the CIA, so it doesn't have to be something that we can, you know, like they can have exploding pins because we don't, you know, or. They can have a watch that can open whatever, your heart. But, like, <laughs> um, for some reason... Usually diamonds do that. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, cheeseburgers from the from the beacon. But, mm. Oh, God. <sighs> but for some reason, and I love, by the way, I want to take... I wanna, well, I'm going to play this first, then we'll go there. So, anyway, this, is, this happened. We don't need you to break into Lemkoff's computer just into the office next to his. You plug this into any 220 outlet that shares the same wall with him. 
We use the building's own electrical wiring to access Lemkoff's hard drive. That doesn't seem real. No. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let me let me counteract that with the fact that I have uh, I have internet in my house where I plug the modem into a electrical outlet, and then across the house I plug in the other side of the modem to the electrical outlet to run the Xbox. So the only way that would work is if they were using something like that. Um. Well, I understand that the computer is physically plugged into a power source. Like, I totally mm-hmm. get that. But no data should be going through the electrical it's all outlet. It, if, but we're talking. But, but, but what we're <laughs> no. what we're attempting to say is that that a person's computer, that a hard drive, which is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a, of its own thing a, a, an entity it's a disk it's just a mm-hmm. disk is somehow connected to the power source of the computer so that a signal could hop up the transmission lines of a power cord and then go from wherever it needs to go on the computer to power the monitor and the lights and the keyboard and the little apple on the back to the hard drive oh and by the <laughs> way that guy shut the computer down by the way you cannot Remote start. Well, you can if you have a setting that allows you to. What I mean, we call wake on land is that you tell the computer to wake up and it will, but he shut it off. So it shouldn't turn it, on. It, it's yeah. not going to turn Unless there's but, a power surge that can do that. And I get it. This is the CIA and this is a movie that's not real. But for some reason. Personally. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. But here's the issue. Here's my thing, right? Isn't he in his office? He's on the other. He. He's, he's in he's on the, the other ladies. Side. He's in the ladies' office, but not the guys' office. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because for a moment I was like, "Why don't you just go?" Yeah, the just dude's go over there and, and plug in like a USB thingy. But you're right. So he yeah. is in her office. So so I understand that point, and I would have actually been more okay if he would have had. Here's this device that can wirelessly hack into his thing. Well, I personally, if he had, like, yeah. by the way, these two walls share, and here's where you're. Here's where your ports are going to be. Just drill into the wall. Yeah. Grab a cable. Yeah. Grab a cable and plug the cable. Put I don't know. Plug the cable into. I, I'm you know. getting. And this is where I'm saying. You know, I'm I'm nitpicking. <laughs> but for some reason, even the first time I I watched this, I did see this in the theater. Um, I never did mine, did I? No, God, no, you I didn't. Did, okay, I, this is like my third time seeing this movie. I, I saw it in the theater, and then I rented it, and then I watched it for this, and then and by the way. I've learned something about myself in these podcasts uh, in movies is I used to watch them the day of the recording because the idea was that it would be quote-unquote fresh in my mind. Now I've learned over the last three or four episodes that I need to watch them like three days earlier so they have a chance to really kind of like I can process. Yeah, because like like last week as we're like like after we'd finished recording for Galaxy Quest – I had started like thinking of like other things that I remembered from Reservoir Dogs that I wanted to mention because my, my my body still not my body but like I was physically still upset that these cops were that bad in that movie that I was like I kind of want to go back and talk more about how bad these cops are in L.A. But anyway, I mean let's, let's just, they knew where the heist was gonna be and they still let them get away. They suck anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've seen this, and and I, my first impression is that I liked it then, and I still, I still like it now. And I think Chris Pine is is a fine actor, and I think he's actually a good looking man. But whatever. Um, 
I would take him over Tom Brady. That's all I'm going to say. So I would Tom take him. Brady. Tom Brady has more money. I would um, take him on Tom Brady. Wait, what? No, no. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, where was I? Overruled. We we're talking about the techie thing. Uh, right. Walls. That was that was it. Yeah. So well, so anyway. So I just even when I saw it in the theater, I just it seemed, it seemed weird. Yeah. I just I I heard that and I went what? Nah, eh, whatever. Again, it's not it's not a real world. It's the CIA. They can make stuff up. All you know, you know, just whatever. Um, I'm if if you know what, truth be told, if James Bond would have done that in Skyfall, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. Because for some reason, world, movies, the whole world is fantastical anyway. Yeah, those movies don't exist in a real reality. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Skyfall, that movie. I know we reviewed it, and someone else recently, I actually was talking to someone recently about Skyfall. I'm like, oh, it's the best James Bond movie they've ever made. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> no. And, not, not and they're like, really? You don't think so? And I said, first of all, go to cheapseatreviews.com and download our episode of Skyfall. And then second, well done. And then I was like, and secondly, here's why. Um, and um, <laughs> and he's like, so he said, oh no, it's such a great film. There's no flaws. And so I was like, I literally explained simply <laughs> the flaw of the fact that they had to have they had to be the exact moment in time to blow that that hole in the thing yeah. so the train falls through. I'm like, they didn't know he was gonna be there yet. He you know, anyway. So. Um. I digress. We do. Javier Bardem. The other thing, though, that I actually really liked about this movie, and I'm actually finding I like a lot, is I'm liking old man Kevin Costner. I, yes. Okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> ever since if you he build did, it, they will come. Ever since he did Man <laughs> of Steel, I have been a fan. Was this before Man of Steel? I don't remember. doesn't matter. Uh, after Man of Steel. I can't remember. We'll sign up. Well, we have the internet. Like Even it. if his Man of Steel character was a mess to begin with, in terms of "Don't save me," yeah, you know, during a tornado, but watch me die, you know, twenty thirteen. Yeah. So yes, Man of Steel came up first. Okay, so like I thought he was good in Man of Steel. I liked him when they said he was the he was going to be Clark Kent, uh, 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 Jonathan Kent. Yeah, I was like, that sounds great. You know, I'm I'm ready for some old man Kevin Costner. He did a movie <laughs> called Three Days to Kill. It was like his version of Taken, you know, Liam Neeson's old and he's doing action flicks. So Kevin Costner's like, well, I got to get on this bandwagon. And then Pierce Brosnan just came out with his. Um, Bruce Willis is still making his, so that's fine. But it wasn't that bad of a movie, Three Days to Kill. It actually wasn't that bad. It was kind of weird, but it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, but I liked him in this movie, too. I actually did like him in this movie. So I liked it when he said stuff. So I recorded things like um, um, this. Can we have a, a, a minute, please? No, you can't. I would like to talk to Jackie. This is geopolitics. Please. It's not couples therapy. <laughs> Do I really I like have to remind that. you what's at stake here, Jack? There's a very real scenario here where we don't get out of this alive. Any of us. Sorry, I should have edited out those pauses. They didn't seem so long when I was recording them. What were you going to say, Chad? <laughs> I'm just going to say that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that immensely as 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 well old man kevin costner is he just seems more natural na- yeah 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 it's like it's not being forced yeah no he's just it almost just feels like he's just being kevin costner you know he's just yeah. you know i'm just this wise guy who's been around in movies for a long ass time and i know a lot of stuff and i have some oscars 
So I can just do whatever I want. And, and I, I just, I don't know. I kind of like that. I just like, he just, I like that, that moment in the, in that movie, like that's not supposed to be funny, you know, but it's a little brevity. No, this is not couples therapy. This is geopolitics. Like we all might die, but I'm going to say this kind of line because it's kind of funny and I'm a, I'm kind of a smart ass. Like I like that stuff, you know, um, uh, going back to get capture some of the other clips that I, I, I got real quick. Uh, this made me laugh. Oh, stop talking trash on my Ravens. Oh, <laughs> I'm a Bengals fan. Bengals? <laughs> Get that harness on to stop trying to be damn. I'm sorry, what did he say? Beat what? Stop trying to be what? I never Daft. I never understood what he said. Oh, stop talking trash on <laughs> Get that harness on to stop trying to be damn. Harness on to stop trying to be damn. Put that harness on. Stop trying to be bad. Down? It sounds like he's saying down, but that doesn't make sense. Oop. Well, you know. Oh, stop talking trash. That harness on to stop trying to be down. Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't understand what you were saying, Omar. Um, By the way, I actually appreciate when you can't quite understand what's going on in a helicopter because I'd imagine you can't quite understand what's no. going on in a helicopter. <laughs> Um, my dad was in the Air Force, and um, so whenever we see movies where people are talking normally in military aircraft, because military aircraft are all about efficiency. It's either to transport you there efficiently or to kill you efficiently. You know what I'm saying? Like, kill the bad guys efficiently. So, like, they're not wasting money on sound reinforcement like a commercial airliner is. So, like, people, especially, like, on C-130s, those big, you know, the big, the big ones that the, the military has... And people are talking like the four of us are right now. My dad's like, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> like, I, I I, was on C-130s. You wore earplugs and yelled into each other's ears directions. You know, like, that was the way it was. Of course, that was during Vietnam, but whatever. Um, we want to make sure that our hero is a badass. Well, here you go. Did anyone else make it out alive? Yeah, two. Ryan dragged them both out. With a broken back? That's right, with a broken back. Suck it, Batman. All you could do is float <laughs> down a river. He broke. He pulled out two guys out of a burning helicopter with a broken back. That's right. In my day, I used to pull my friends out of burning buildings all the time. Right. So you whippersnappers. That's right. So, <laughs> um, see, uh, look, corny. Look, I literally wrote "suck it, Batman." So he did. He one did thing I would have liked to have seen is, is that injury causing something later in the movie, in terms of, "ouch, I tweaked my back. I can't do it, but yet I'm going to overcome." Um, I don't know. It just it seems. Yeah, he broke his back. So what? Well, are we all just uh, fascinated on broken backs because of Batman? Because I- <laughs> well, no, I mean, I have I have my own back issues personally. So hearing the concept of a broken back genuinely terrifies me a little bit. Um, I I've not been in that kind of pain, but I've been in I've been in uh, debilitating pain to the point that I could not walk. I'm sure it's the bane of your existence. It really was, unfortunately. Huh. Um, huh? some old geezer came oh, by and oh, punched oh. me in the throat and I was fine. But, um, Chad, will you allow it? No. No. Yeah. Um, Bane? Really? No. Suck it, Chad. Yeah, but Bane wasn't my chiropractor. Anyway. Um. He'd be the worst chiropractor. Ever. Um. He'd be that, that prison doctor. That Cause you couldn't understand what he's saying. I need you to flip over on your side. <laughs> what? Take off your pants. What? what? Wait, wait, what? Wait, that's not chiropractic medicine, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what kind of chiropractor you've gone to. 
I'm going to need you to take these pictures. Show notes. Right. Hey, I'm not the one that's going down that route. I'm just like... Okay, should we, should we talk about wasted characters and oh. how much they probably had to pay Kira Knightley to be in this movie to not really do a whole lot? Okay, hold on. Before you do that point, I want to make this point and then you can get that point because it's about okay. Kira Knightley. First of all, how weird is it to see her with an American accent? Not that weird. The it, first, first two you know, I didn't I saw even her, notice it. American accent. Oh, I, I, I all, didn't notice it. I'm so used to seeing her as in, in you know, as Swan, El, you know, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan. Swan in the pirate movies and in that stupid Bennett like Beckham film, and and so when I see her as an American, when she's using her hard R's, Jack, where you been? You know, it's like she's trying to she's trying to do American, and because you know when we we need to borrow some sugar, you know, we always say is she British? Yes, oh, very much. So. Okay, all right. Oh yeah. She's very British. She's hella British, even. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So anyway, um, the other thing, real quick, Sam, and then please make uh-huh. your point. When the trailer for this came out, I actually was a little concerned because you know, there's a scene. You know, when 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 Jack meets uh, Kevin Costner on the bench, he's got the dog, and he says, "Sit down, Jack. You got to find." Or he says, "You got to pick someone you can trust. You need to sit down, right?" Well, that that moment is just about you're either going to trust me or don't, right? But in the trailer, they hear the you hear that voiceover, but it shows her sitting on the bed with a gun, and I'm like, <laughs> are they rewriting his his wife's character to be part of the like as like is she a spy for the Russians? Well, I actually thought that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought that was going to be the big twist actually. Yeah, and I was going to be pissed because that's not part of the Jack Ryan story, and. Um, and unfortunately it didn't happen, but like in the movie theater, I was waiting for it. And then she just turned out to be some neurotic girlfriend. Um, and so yeah, you think, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so Sam, so you, you think she's a throwaway character? I think she's a throwaway character. Certainly she had some point. I mean, she influenced the story somewhat because at the dinner, they had to have someone distract right. the Russian and then, of course, Jack Ryan had to have a motivation to run after the guy to get her back. Which I actually which thought was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, certainly, but I, I still don't understand exactly how he stopped the car. He did. He picked up he, something, swung it at it, and then well, he he grabbed her out of the back. The, uh, he wait, no, he he, he so he, he barrel rolls over. He um he freaks out the guy who's driving who, who then yeah. smashes into a car. Yeah. He he what he does yeah. is he does he pulls a um uh a, a What's his name? Duke. Has- oh, a, a, a boat a boat or Luke Duke. <laughs> yeah, he pulls a Luke Duke, slides across the hood, smashes the, the, driver, the, the driver portion of the windshield with this metal pipe that was fortunately on the ground. And mm. then... Inaccessible. And then reached around and actually punched the driver in the head. So he seemed, from what I can gather, he was disoriented. So he just... He, he just his weight just went down on the gas. That's why he smashed into that car. <laughs> and that's how he stopped it. I thought it was actually a pretty cool scene, um, you know, because he's constantly screaming at the car. He's screaming about his wife. I, I didn't think she was a throwaway character, but it, it was a weird choice because all the other Jack Ryan movies, she's a, she's a she's just his wife, you know. Yeah. In the first in Red October, it's Gates McFadden from you know Star Trek, who literally just comes in and she has she has one line. She, you know, she's basically, she's telling the nanny not to let the kid have more than two glasses of water. That's her whole point of the movie. And then the second and third movies, the only point is to just to create some fun things happening at home. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, but there's, 
she's not an action star. She's not part of the plot. So I guess they decided that if they were going to, they wanted to make this character part well, of the they're story. They're going to spend the money on a uh, well. They wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have spent the money if it would have been a, a character like the right. past. They would have just been red redheaded girl. By the way, uh, I, <laughs> I'm tired of movies where you've got the the spouse who's a secret agent, and then they introduce the other spouse, and then they're like, "Oh, she can come along too." Right. I hate that <laughs> because let's let's face it. There's that's, no... the, that's that's the that's the Vicky Vane in the Batcave. Yeah, yeah. So Vicky no... Vale. <laughs> Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. There's no point in time where you know Sam, you're uh, <laughs> you're on your secret mission, and uh, <laughs> you know you're, you're flipping over your um, your pillow, which is an entire computer itself, and uh, Kimberly walks in, and um, you're like, um, <laughs> I'm a CIA agent. Oh, cool. Uh, kids and I are going to come along with you on the missions. Right. It would be totally great. Great family vacation. It worked fine for the Incredibles. I'm sure it'll be good for us. <laughs> um, they and they do that same trope in the um, in some of all fears. Yeah, but what they don't do it in the first three movies is because she knows he works for the CIA. Yeah, you know she knows that's what he does. So I don't know why they have to make this. Maybe because back then, like the CIA was just a job, you know, like the FBI or the NSA. Like he was just an analyst; he wasn't a super spy. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he, exactly. He's not a spy. So, like, why couldn't he have told her, "Hey, I work for the federal government. I work for the CIA." But I, I, I. Not not saying it's right, but this movie's answer to that question was because they weren't married yet. Right. Okay. That's that's true. That is that is fair. Um. And maybe that explains why his wife knows it and that his girlfriend in some of all fears doesn't because there's even that funny moment where he's like, I can't make it tonight to dinner. And, uh, she's like, why not? And Morgan Freeman goes, let's go ahead and tell her, well, I'm on a joint mission to the CIA to go inspect some Russian blah, blah, blah. She's like, that's the worst lie ever. And she hangs up on him. And of course <laughs> Morgan Freeman just laughs like you guys did. So, um, so the joke actually worked. Um, and that's when they realized so I, I, I teased earlier. Did, were we recording when I teased this? I don't remember now. <laughs> I teased earlier that I recorded the clip just for one joke. Yes. So <laughs> I had to do this. We were so. not recording at the time. I was... Yeah, okay. So here we go. Dr. Ryan, MBD, private security for Cherevin Group. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, oh no. That's horrible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on, I didn't finish the whole clip. So, Doctor Ryan, MBD, private security for Cherevin Group. I'm your protective detail. I need a bodyguard. <laughs> Think of me as your fancy driver. Stop eating my sesame cake. That was what was supposed to happen. I kicked the button too soon. So, <laughs> thank uh, you. So, yeah. So, um, one star reviews from people from Central Africa because apparently now I'm racist. So. Hashtag Central Africa. I still use hashtag. that. Can, can Central you Africa. can you officially be racist against a country that doesn't exist? I don't know. Oh wait, <laughs> wait it no does wait. exist. <laughs> That's a shame. Oh wait, um, yeah, yeah, speaking of, uh, we already talked about the scene where Kevin Costner sent with the dog, and uh, I, you know, it was a <laughs> did pretty we, peaceful did we scene. Talk about it? I don't think we've talked about no, it. No, we yet. did talk about it. You know, because that's the moment where really? Jack Ryan is. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
It's talking, you know, it's like every episode. Kevin Costner is asking him to trust somebody, but then the the, the Russians show up and they, they take Kevin Costner's dog. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. I'm just gonna go ahead and just play the clip. That should just be our intro clip from now on. Instead of Steve, I'm just gonna play that. Actually, wouldn't it have been the guy he stole the dog from? Because he stole the dog. That's true. Shut, yeah. your, shut your mouth, Sam. I need the joke, that's, damn it. That's what happened, yeah, actually. It's, it's Kevin Costner. And then that guy would say... Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and then that guy would say... Um, as he searches the soundboard. Oh, that's not what it is. He would say... I don't think you understand. These boys killed my dog. And, and then he said, well, you... Nerf herder! And then... Um? There you go. I'm done. Um... Hey, by the way, I waited. <laughs> yeah, you did. I waited I'm, long I'm enough. I'm very impressed, by the way. Uh, this also I thought was clever. I like witty banter between adversaries. By the way, this is kind of a long clip, so just hang in there. Jack Ryan. Uh, how was uh, your flight? Fine, thank you. And the jet lag? Killer. That first night can be brutal. I survived. All right. That's a nice painting. Napoleon at war. So you know your history. What can I do for you? Routine audit. So routine it couldn't be done from New York? Not when you're concealing accounts from us. Boogie Fisher. You Americans like to think of yourselves as direct. But I wonder if perhaps you are just rude. Russians think of yourselves as poets, but perhaps you're just touchy. So I wanted to play the whole clip because I actually thought it was really cool banter back and forth yeah. and stuff. So, Sam, you made a yes. point earlier about the fact that you thought that the back thing would come in later. And yeah. and it never really does throughout any of the other movies either. But what it does is that it creates this genuine, genuine fear of flying for Jack Ryan. If you remember in Hunt for October, he's he hates life because yeah. he's in an airplane. And then he hates life more because he's in a worse airplane. And then he hates life even worse because he's in a helicopter. And having so, to jump out of it. Yeah. And having to yeah. jump out of a helicopter. And every movie, all of them, he's in a helicopter. He finds some way to get in a helicopter and he hates it. In all of the movies. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's a punchline. It's but like, like Snakes and uh, Indiana Jones. Right, yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. It's just thing that he hates. It's kind of a trope, I guess. I don't know, but... But it's a it's a plot device basically to make him super uncomfortable and for you to sympathize with him. So when he lands the plane, and then Kevin Costner says, "Have you been in one since?" and he says, "Don't worry about me," and he says, "I never do." Um, you know, it kind of gives you that. Yeah, but I still feel bad for you because again, the last time you were in a helicopter, you almost died, <laughs> and, and then you you know you saved two dudes, but still. Um, I thought this was. Again, this is going back to... I have another point that I want to get to, actually, before I forget. And I know I'm taking up a lot of time and making points about this episode. But this, to me, was the biggest plot hole of the movie. And it didn't hit me until tonight as I was pulling clips for the movie, for the podcast. So, Jack Ryan goes to Russia on a whim, right? He yeah. just, hey, I'm going over there, okay? Let them know I'm coming. Because I'm going to audit the crap out of him. But I'm on my way. So they know he's coming, right? Yeah. And their yeah. reaction is to kill him. Okay? 
They don't know he works for the CIA. He's just an analyst that works for the big fancy company that they're partners with in America. So their response is to kill him. Then when he shows up at work the next day, no one thinks that's weird. You know? Now, because then he has the banter back and forth, and he's like, I heard that first night can be brutal. I survived. Like, I'm flipping you off, and I just flipped you back off, right? So then he as he, he then leaves. But then they said, well, we, we've hidden all the money. Well, we've not hidden. We've, we've, we've sold all those things, blah, blah. So basically, they outplayed them. Well, if that was the point, then why send the assassin in the first place? To give us that action scene. To give us the action scene, but it doesn't matter to the story. Well, they play they play rough over in Russia. I I get that, but like it it just seemed like an unnecessary risk to kill an American in Russia, who where a bunch of people know he went over there. Well, killing an American in Russia, killing an American in Russia is like killing Dale's dog. I mean, (laughs) all all it's going to do is just piss off some redneck. Uh, okay, fine, but but in this case, it's going to be a redneck. I mean, let's a, just let's just be honest about but it. it. But it's going to be a redneck with a bunch of with an army, you know, and the, the largest really? defense budget in the world. Right. So, like, I just <laughs> I was like, wait, that that happened. So I guess I, I don't know that part actually, and it wasn't until the only th- the only thing that that explained it in my head, Sean, because I thought about that, but then I thought, you know, there's got to be some sort of counterintelligence somewhere. Uh, somehow he's but hooked in with it, and with the end of the movie, there's obviously a bigger story out there than just this one Russian guy. Would counterintelligence just be ignorance? Right. That's actually, <laughs> oh my god, that's the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> that was brilliant, Chad. Write it down. Write it down, Sean. Uh, I'll, I'll forget to. Uh, or I, I, I have no capables of doing that. Oh, I got you. Thank you. you. Um, so, what, so, so what you're you're trying to make the point is is that maybe Shraven, um, uh, Flock, what's his name, Lockhart knows that he's CIA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My counter to that is why have dinner with him? Why put why yourself not? in the risk? Because if you think that he's CIA, there's no way you have dinner with his wife and treat him like he was some drunk a hole. As soon as he walked out of the restaurant, you would have him followed. And killed. Yeah, he did. Yeah. No, he, he had him followed on the way out the, the, the bank. That's true. But not at no, dinner. He had him followed. I, I see your point. I'm just trying. I'm being the devil's advocate. And, just you know, in a lot of these movies, there's that trope where. Are you, are you Keanu Reeves or are you. There's a lot of these, these spy movies. There's that, that trope where the, the evil guy has to meet the, his, his antithesis head to head, face to face. Uh, for a friendly meeting before the bad stuff starts happening. Right, right. The, the, the arrogance of I'm the bad guy and I'm so awesome and bad that I can I can look my enemy in the eye and still get away with it. Exactly. But then that takes me to the issue, the big issue in Frozen, you know, where <laughs> the bad guy treats the audience like differently. You know, he has that coy smile even though of love, even though we know that his plans are to be bad. So if he says to his bodyguard guy, he's dangerous, have him followed, that's a cheat to the audience because what he should have said is, hey, you're right, he's CIA, he's still alive, go kill him. Yeah. Like, better, 
You know, go kill him better. So now here's an idea. What if the driver, the the Game of Thrones guy? What if the driver was just a bad guy that had nothing to do with the Russian guy? Game of Thrones guy. He. Oh my God, he is in Game of Thrones. He was locked in his vault. Right. Anyway, what? What was your point? I was I was thinking about Game of Thrones. Um, this confusing maybe. moment is brought to you by Game of Thrones. Yes, Killing everyone you know ever. ever. <laughs> um I was thinking maybe he didn't work for for Voldemort. That he just he he was a bad driver that was out to rob this. No 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 because because, because the, the Shraven character said, in fact, the driver we sent to pick you up has not shown up. I'm sure he'll turn up in a day or two drunk. And remorseful. And remorseful. Those He said that. So Shraven yeah. sent that guy to get him and to kill him. It could have been just a bad judge of character. I mean... But that that's a huge leap for us as the audience to try, to take. Oh, heck yeah. I'm not saying it's a I good just, leap. I'm just I, trying to come up with something. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but, it's, but it's a bad something, Sam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not blaming you. It's just I know, I know you're trying to to find something, but there's nothing uh-huh. there in that aspect. Um, this happened. Well, but that that oh. th- those that part that type of parts of this movie that's what kind of made me a little angry too. Yeah, um, just, with treating us like idiots, you yeah. know, treating the audience like all we're here for is an action movie. I want a little more than that. And I and I kind of did too. Um, and then having having this revelation tonight about that scene, it's like wait wait, there was no point. If the whole point was to have Jack Ryan get into a fight with somebody, then then make those consequences matter. Yeah. You know? Have Shraven the next morning be super suspicious. Have him be surprised that he's even alive. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, you know, she hits the button and says, Jack Ryan is here to see you. And he looks at his security guy and goes, the hell? What? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like, what? have that moment go. He could, he could still be stiff and mean when he's in, right. when Jack Ryan's in the mood. I'm in the mood, in the room. But when right, right. Jack Ryan's not there, certainly you yeah, know, but, find this, find yeah, the driver. What I, happened? Exactly. You know? we, we need we need that as the audience to know that what you do is intentional. Yeah. Because again, like as, as soon as Jack walks out of the room. You know, forget the, even the opening, that beginning part I said. As soon as he walks out of the room, instead of saying he's dangerous, follow him. Turn around and look at your guy and go, dude, uh, you, seriously. You, yeah, you <laughs> failed. Your, your guy failed me. Or your, you your have guy failed, failed me for the last time. Right, yeah, your guy failed. Fix this. You know, and then they send the little nerd out to go chase him and they lose him. Well, and, and here's my thing with that whole thing as well. Jack Ryan didn't need to be there because they sold off all their shares, apparently, or, or that he had whatever, nothing to audit yeah. out of that company. Um, but uh, when did exactly did they do that? Was it was it in, before Jack Ryan got there? In flight, yeah. I mean, yeah. So why did they have to kill him if they had no reason for Jack Ryan to be there? What is the point I made earlier? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I made that point earlier. It's like you either do one of two things: you either kill him because you think he either is a some type of federal agent or be going to uncover some horrible secret, which he might, but he can't if you do the next step that you do anyway. Uh, it just, it seemed like they went to the first extreme too soon, you know, yeah. like yeah. have him show up. Hey, I'm here for the audit. You have the, the stupid banter. He says he's dangerous. Follow him. And then that night 
they send the guy after him to kill him. Hey, I'm your driver here to pick you up for dinner tonight. And then he gets into a fight there at the hotel. And then... And or here he... Actually, they know makes a lot more sense if they that just makes reversed. more sense that yeah. way. And then he yeah. still shows up at dinner with his fiance, like nothing happened. And he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Now, yeah. now Shraven's <laughs> completely caught off guard. Yeah, you know. And now, then the it heist adds, adds more uh, tension because it's like he suspects something is. He's wrong. wary. Yeah, yeah, he's wary. That As opposed to him just going on. wanting to flirt with his wife. Yeah, uh, I think we just made a better movie. I think we just um, did too. <laughs> um, I'll call Kenneth Branagh. We're tight, and uh, I'm sure I have uh, six degrees of separation between me and him somehow. So, yeah. is Kevin uh, Bacon involved? And yes, yeah, I'll have to find that. There was kind of a cool like six degrees separation of Marvel in this because okay. Kenneth Branagh uh, directed Thor, and mm-hmm. the guy who played the boss, uh, uh, Jack Ryan's boss. Who is that? Don't screw this up because we're on a big yacht, and if the yacht sinks, we all die. Whatever that stupid yeah. analogy was, uh-huh. he was one a bad guy in Amazing Spider-Man Two, yeah. and B he was, um, he was uh, Laufey, the ice giant king in Thor. So <laughs> he's he's just all up in that Marvel. Um, he's drinking the Marvel Kool Aid. He really is. Um, this I thought would, was. I would you at this point? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Put balls in her mouth, Jack. Now I have my hand beneath your bitch chin. And now, in a moment, I will cut your jaw. So she bites down on it and begins slow and painful death. So I will say once more, I want her to stop from me, and I want it now. I liked all those weird sound effects at the end. That's why I kept them. <laughs> well, and, and my, my question in that scene is, wouldn't a car wreck be... Ab- pretty bad for a glass bulb in your wife's mouth or your yeah, fiance's you're, you're, mouth. You're, you're taking a risk that, that, that the car accident doesn't actually, in fact, do the thing you're trying to prevent. And who thinks of that? Who know. thinks of, I'm going to take this light bulb? Because when he took it, I was like, what the heck is he doing? Yeah. With with What did he take out of that light? Um, it's strange. It was a weird thing. I actually thought it was actually a pretty cool method of torture because those because we all know those compact fluorescents are dangerous as hell. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually thought it was kind of a really clever way of, of torturing someone. Well, and, and I got to say, I'm very proud of the evil corporation for trying to save energy by using the, uh, the, the CFPs. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. The other thing I thought was weird is, he, why did he kill his bodyguard guy? Why did he kill his head of security? Because he was mad. He was pissed. Because he failed he him. Russian. How did he... So... Well, that and the guy basically said, "You are an idiot." Right. So that's you, my question. So that was what I wrote my notes. My notes were: Did he kill him because the guy was right? Did he kill him because he pissed him off, or did he kill him because or, he failed him, or all three? Or, no, just because he pissed him off. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think your was, son would be so disappointed. Yeah, all right, fun. I'm gonna bang kill you. Good thing we don't have security cameras in this office. Um, in I, Russia, security cameras kill you. I thought this was kind of a funny thing. Again, it's a horrible scenario that they're trying to create, but it was still kind of a funny moment. He's in Pennsylvania. Nobody blows up Pennsylvania, Jack. Tom, he's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, because it's like, he's right. No one cares about Pennsylvania. You blow up New York, L.A., or New York. Yeah. <laughs> New York. Chicago would work, too, I would yeah, think. Yeah, but no one blows up Chicago. The only thing that's ever happened in Chicago was um, 
Robocop fire. and a I, fire in a I <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wasn't Robocop in Detroit? Oh, I said Chicago. Yeah, yeah you're right. So and Chicago is way too close to Detroit, so it's already a wasteland. So, so <laughs> Chicago had um a I was, fire I, in the twenties. It, it was iRobot was in Chicago. Yep. I can't think of anything else. Um Blues sure. Brothers. Pizza. Uh mm-hmm. I and I, this was the last one. This is the cowboy running off into the sunset moment. Direct, clear, concise. If he doesn't ask, he doesn't want to know. Yeah. Any way you can get that Boy Scout on a field trip look off your face? Not a chance. I reckon I can. That's what I like about you. Now take off your pants and let's go. Right. I actually wanted to put a... You're all about some pants removal tonight, man. What the hell? I kind of wanted to put like a... Bow, chicka, wow, wow. Mama do that. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's all my audio clips. That's pretty much all my show notes. I'm going to. Um, I'm glad they didn't try to fake a president, though. No, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I that's something have... that always takes me out of a movie is a president who is not a president. I yeah, whatever. It wasn't, very, I just... it wasn't really a clear and president danger, so uh, I don't. Mm, no, Chad. Okay. Uh, overruled. Okay. <laughs> um, you just. Has there ever been a ginger president? No. You know why? Why? Because there hasn't been. I don't think there's ever been a ginger president. I I don't know. I think... uh, There might have been. We're all black uh, and white. You never know. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. We don't know. Um, Sorry. Just thought for the night. I was actually trying to think. The guy, the actor who played the president in Iron Man 3, I think is actually originally has red hair, but I think he had dark hair in the movie. Because didn't he have red hair in Shawshank Redemption? Who? I can't remember. Yeah. The guy who plays the president in Iron Man 3. He was in he was Shawshank Redemption. At the end of the movie, he's like... Oh well, I'll God. be darned. Yeah, Andy Dufresne came by and asked me for a length of rope. Did you give it to him? Well, of course I did. It's Andy. Like that. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson was a ginger. Red hair. He was. Suck it, Sam. So did Martin Van Buren and Calvin Coolidge. Right. They were all great men as a result of it. Can I just add that I just went to Google and I typed in, did we have a ginger? ginger? <laughs> and then this, like the third thing that popped up was, or was there a ginger? A gin, yeah, was there a ginger? And then like the fourth thing that popped up was president. Nice. <laughs> People want to know. I guess. <laughs> uh, tropes I want to go through yeah. real quick. It's um, kind of like. Vampires throughout history. You just need to make sure you know where they are. Uh, Abraham Lincoln took out most of them, so that's, we're, we're pretty good there. And if you've not seen that movie, <laughs> that's, that's a fun I, movie. It's a good time. I'm all that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> guy joins military because of a horrific thing. Check. Yep. News. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change this section to things that I learned. What did I learn in this movie? Well, you join the military when bad things happen. Um, yep. News reporters gives you plot lines. I also okay. learned that, um, oh, the, the, the trope where um, if you want to hide something for your, your wife, fiance, don't put it in your pants pockets and then leave your pants on the, on the ground. But honestly, he had no idea. Right, I know, but that's a trope, you know. Oh, I found his thing fell out of your pocket, you know. Like one of these days I'm going to, when I make my movie, the thing that falls out of the pocket is going to be like a 90-pound barbell. <laughs> oh, so you went to the gym today, huh? How'd you find it? It was in my pants. Anyway, I, I just want to make a movie of tropes. I really want to just call it like Tropicana or something. Um, it's called air, Airplane. Uh, well, well that, that's a, that's a, well, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and every other farcical comedy like that. Um, yeah. Evil guy is so evil he beats up his dudes. Uh, what else did I learn? Oak tables are bulletproof. Yeah, by the way, that bothered me because uh, so he shoots the table, which I realized that it's immediate trope. You know, someone starts shooting, you knock over a table, and every table you knock over first is they're immediately always, bulletproof. They're always bulletproof. Yeah. But, but it's better else. Than, than hiding behind a darn couch. That always okay. bothers me. Yeah. Well, when I, they're hiding behind a couch, not getting shot. Yeah. I, both are kind of a sin. I yeah. kind of buy the table a little bit more than the couch, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, actually, yeah. there's a great moment in film history in the movie called The Jackal in which Bruce Willis actually kills someone through a couch. So yeah. there you go. Um, I actually wrote down Furniture Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then all things, ha- I can't remember what it's called, and this is the dumb American in me, and I try not to be. I really, like, I feel like on this podcast, I feel like I, I sound like I come off like I'm just this stupid, dumb, redneck American that didn't learn nothing in college. You got the red part right. But, like, you know, I'm, I, I, like, I actually feel like I'm pretty, pretty well, you know, red and have been places. And uh, yeah, yeah. You might be even all red. I am even all red, but I can't remember the name of that church that's in, that's in Russia that every time. St. Peter's Cathedral. St. Peter's Cathedral. Everything important in Russia happens within eyesight of that building. Absolutely. By the yeah. way, Russia is beautiful. I mean, the entire, everything they saw, nothing was remotely out of yeah, place. Yeah, for once, there was no. There was also no snow everywhere. Yeah, that was also very weird. Yeah, usually whenever it's Russia, there's always snow everywhere. Um, but, Chad, this is for you. There was Russian singing, which is depressing as hell. But um, I still awesome. like it. Uh, well, I, know, right? I love it. I, I love it. I, I like it, too. But that was my line was like, why is all Russian music depressing? And then I said, I think it's because of all the snow. So, I don't know. Um, Russian music is depressing because it's Russian. Right, I, I get that. Uh, I also liked. Well, how it's th- Russia. I uh, I also liked how those vehicles. At the Nobody end of the movie smiles in Russia. Could just. It wasn't St. Peter's. They call it St. Basil's Cathedral. St. St. Basil's. Basil. B a s i l. Oh, basil. No, like basil. 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 That doesn't sound. Basil real expedition. Reason, but I believe it doesn't you. sound right. No, but the pictures I'm seeing on Google are popping that. I on, believe you. So. I just it sounds weird. I like St. Petersburg better. Audible, Me too. <laughs> Audible.com sponsored this fine podcast. Audible.com. You can get a free audio book and a free 30-day trial. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. And you can go and download some Jack Ryan books. And they will be very different than this movie because this movie was not based on a Jack Ryan book. So go get you some, stick in your ear holes, and enjoy. Trivia. By the way, uh, the title of this movie was horrible. Shadow Recruit. Uh, yeah. Shadow Recruit. Uh, I, yeah. I think even like just either just call it Jack Ryan or Jack Ryan, I'm just an analyst. I think that's what they should. <laughs> that should have been the alternate title for this movie. Jack or The Ryan. Analyst. Uh, you know. The Analyst. That's, yeah, I'm just an analyst. Uh, he's but then of, they're going to think it's a comedy. He's out, of his, uh, he's out of his GD element. That's what it is. Uh, Kevin Costner actually was the first actor offered the role of the Jack of Jack Ryan in The Hunt for Red October, which was the character's first film appearance, but turned it down to make Dances with Wolves. I think he actually made a right choice. I do too. Because um, Dances with Wolves is actually a great film, and I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for it. So uh, if he didn't, he should have. And then he remade it again with The Postman, and then again with Waterworld. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
He made Waterworld and then remade it as The Postman. But Waterworld and The Postman are not alleg- uh, 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 allegories of, um, of Dances with Wolves. Somebody else did named James Cameron, and he called it Avatar. But, yeah, that's true. And just, you know, anyway. When Jack calls for help, the person on the phone tells him that he has 85 seconds. The call lasts actually lasts 85 seconds before he is told time's up and the call is disconnected. I think that stuff is actually clever and cool and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, when I actually, those are the little things that directors do right, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, this is the moment where I actually put the painting in a briefcase that would actually fit the painting, you know. So, good but job. But he couldn't walk out with that size kind of briefcase. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Because he's walking out of a museum. So, why couldn't it? Why couldn't he have put it in a? Uh, well, okay. I was going to say a backpack, but how about this? But that's an something um, that we an umbrella have. underneath the umbrella, and then have it wrapped around the umbrella stem. Wrapped around it like a like a tube, like a tube. Yeah, that sounds worse than folding it in half. <laughs> um, have you ever have you ever painted? By the way, have I ever painted? Have you ever danced yeah. with the devil like, with a pill? Not painted. Not, painted a picture. Not since I was like in kindergarten. Oh, okay. You ever danced with wolves? Uh, Canvas is actually very pliable. Not that I, saying that it wouldn't damage it by folding it in half. I have no doubt that canvas is... By the way, folks... But this not, is on a wooden frame. I mean, We're talking about the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh. that we, We've had an ongoing debate for... It's not a debate. It's just ever. I don't like it when directors do the thing that he did in that movie. He treats us like idiots. He literally says in the trivia, I just hope people wouldn't realize that the painting is twice the size as the briefcase. Yeah. <sighs> when Jack calls for... Oh, I said that. Oh, that's it. That's all the that's all the trivia. Wait. Oh, okay. Did I really I download I really copied the same trivia twice. Um, that's dumb. Um, soundtrack grade. I gave it a VB for kind of or very Bruckheimer ish. <laughs> it reminded me of every other Bruckheimer type film, but the guy that did it was Patrick Doyle. Um, who is oh, known Doyle rules. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Who's known for uh, Chariots of Fire. Dun, 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 dun. Um, he did shipwrecked. That's cool. Wait. No, no, he got shipwrecked. That's that's. Wait, this doesn't have Chariots of Fire. What was he doing Chariots of Fire for? I'm confused now. As an, oh, he was he was in Chariots of Fire as an actor. Okay. As a composer, he did Shipwrecked and Much Ado About Nothing and Frankenstein and Hamlet and uh, Great Expectations, Quest for Camelot. Uh, it's only a model. Uh, shut up. Um, Secondhand Lions, Battle for Brave. Uh, Secondhand Lions, that's actually a really good movie. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Not a great movie, but a good soundtrack. Aragon. Um, Igor, Thor, and Brave, which I love. Did you just say Igor? Yeah. Isn't it Igor? It's in, in the movie. It's pronounced Igor, isn't it? Or is it Igor? Oh no. No, it's, it's pronounced it's, Igor. Yeah, it's an it's one is of those it, little animated only, kind of things. Only if you pronounce it Frederick Frankenstein. <laughs> but I actually thought that was Frederick Frankenstein. <laughs> 
But I really thought that was the the gag in the movie that his name was Igor. That he didn't like. He didn't go by. Maybe I'm I'm probably wrong. Animated fable about a cliche hunchback evil scientist assistant who decides to become a scientist himself. I'm pretty but, sure it's Igor. Yeah, you're probably right. John Cusack voices him, so who cares? Um, so there you go, Patrick Doyle. He did he did fine work in this movie. I thought it was actually pretty good. So good job. Um, Doyle does rule. He Doyle does rule. Um, there you go. That's uh, that's that. Right here we go for this thing. Hmm. All right, we said we're going to do top three spy movies, not Jack Ryan or James Bond. Um, Crap, I'm going to have to redo my list. Really? No. Okay. no. Uh, Chad, go. Um, I only came up with the one movie that I've actually seen. Okay. Um, um, hang my head in shame. But uh, I just came up with the Mission Impossible series. Right. That's, That's kind of all I came up with. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's that's a sad list. Uh, well, it just, is a sad list. It, it's a short <laughs> list, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I tried. I really did. It's okay because you know it's been a long week, especially when you take out the Bond series, like and the board. <laughs> like, we've uh, I've, we've eliminated about ninety percent of what you would consider a spy movie. Spy movie, because <laughs> my my list is also kind of short, so I'm literally like scrolling through different other types of websites to jog Indeed. my memory on stuff. And we should have made him go first. And we should have made Sean go first this time. And they're and they're all like Bond movies. It's kind of funny actually. Um, and born movies. Uh, Sam. Oh, I get to go before Corny. Okay. Oh, right. Corny. You <laughs> I'm a real you, boy. You weren't here last week, so I forgot. I'm a real boy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. I'm going to come up with two movies, and then I'm going to have to go with a... uh have to go out of the box a little bit. <sighs> All right. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger and True Lies. Oh, yeah. And, that's a really good one. Yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't even... Okay. Yeah, I agree. Your list was better that we pulled from than mine. So good yeah. job. And then, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Austin Powers in, in his go. series just because it's spy. Funny. <laughs> Does that count? That's not a spy movie. Sorry. Yeah, he's no, a spy. He's, he's a spy. No, I, no, I'm looking at my list. And oh. I'm like, Taken is not a spy movie. It is not a spy. He used to work for the CIA, didn't he? So? He has a very specific set oh, of skills. Oh, I got my list. <laughs> All right. And then... Uh, and so that, that's my two movies, but I'm gonna have to kind of dive into uh, the TV realm, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, I'm gonna go with MacGyver because he wasn't—he was kind of a spy. Was he spy? He kind of infiltrated things and as other people and whatnot, or snuck around. So did so did uh, the the A team guy. What's his name? Hannibal. Yeah. Well, the, no, the guy who dressed up and was it Hannibal? Yeah, Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal. Okay. All right, and then uh, in the honorable mention of uh, Michael Weston from Burn Notice because he you know, was an actual spy. Yeah. yeah. He just got burned. He went to the burn. Oh. He went to the burn ward. It's a really weird show. He's just hanging out in a hospital with uh, Bruce Campbell <laughs> drinking. Speaking of burn wards, the burns. Wait, what? <laughs> oh no, Sam. Sam. Sweet, we finally found a way to shut him up. Sam, no. Have his Skype die. Chad, you, there, you with us? Yeah, I'm still with him. Oh, nope. Here, I'm back. Oh, there you here. are. 
And we're I'm back. back. <laughs> Chad, or Chad, Skype decided to have a little hiccup there. Oh, so how far did you get in my rant? We heard you say something about Jurassic Park sucks donkey balls. <laughs> uh, no. It's in the show notes. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, no. Um, Jack Ryan, speaking of burning. Okay, right. The burns that he had at the beginning of this movie after the helicopter crash. Oh, right, right. In no way should have cleared up as nicely as they did when he's, he was in physical therapy. He's Jack freaking Ryan. Okay? If Batman can be healed by getting punched in the back, Jack Ryan can have his face healed by toothpaste and uh, aloe vera. Okay. okay. You know, it's part of Chris Pine scent. <laughs> well, that pine tar really burns. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> I don't know what pine tar is, but in reference to what's happening right now, but I don't want to know. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of terrible dinosaur. It's a pine um, tar. My, is it my turn? Pine tar? Three. Why did you go? I did, actually. All right. He's John. A, he was the Rugrats dinosaur, right? Pine tar? Um, oh, I, I I could go if you want me to. Oh, I thought you already went. What were you just talking about? <laughs> pine tar. You were talking about pine tar. Pine, you talking about pine tar? Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. All right. So. My, like my honorable mention is Top Secret with Val Kilmer. Yeah. You know a little German? Yes, he's right here. <laughs> um, my number three is Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. Uh, that was a hard movie to watch, but yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. that opening um, like 15 minutes of the torture scene. Like that legit like made me uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Which, little it's, bit. which it's supposed to do because it's torture. Uh, number two, I lumped all the Bourne movies into one giant clump of Jason Bourne and and Hawkeye. Right. And then uh, number one, Argo. I've not seen that. I want to. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's I have pretty heard good. good things. And obviously the Oscars liked it too. Uh, I, uh, Body of Lies with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was good and scary. Uh, Enemy of the State with um, <laughs> Will Smith, with right? Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Uh, and my number <gasps> one would on be Get Smart. Uh, oh, I I love that movie. There's one of the, my favorite lines in it is they they're crashing through a bunch of stuff and. This swordfish almost kills the chief. And he goes, Chief, you think what I'm thinking? I don't know. Are you thinking, oh, God, oh, God, a swordfish almost through my face? Then if so, yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to put Enemy State on my list, but I didn't see him as a spy. He's not, but Gene Hackman is. You're right. Yeah, the CIA is after him, right. I believe. Like, yeah, yeah. I do like that movie a lot. And it's a Bruck, not a Bruckheimer film. It is a Bruckheimer film, but it's a, it's a Tony Scott film. There you go. That's our episode. Right. Uh, out of ten. Um, no email, and that's, you know, Aww. it is what it is. Uh, you know, if you have an email, like if you want to share anything, something that I'm wrong about, something that Chad is wrong about or, or write about, and you don't just have to email in about like your movie requests. Like if you disagree or agree with a point that one of us made, that's what the email's for because we want to interact with you guys, the listeners. We want you to, to be a part of the show and to help us drive some of the conversations or if you we, just want to tell sam to suck it i mean we're really appreciative of that at, at, at this point sean will start reading the spam that we get i mean i keep getting something account. from the motley crew which is a website that's a money management website i don't know how they got into our inbox but they keep doing it <laughs> um and I, anyway but they told me we'd make money out of yeah really um out of 10 uh, uh chad how many um Wedding rings used as GPS tracking out of 10, would you give this? Was that even... I, I, <laughs> I buy that way yeah. more than the uh, hacking from the power outlet. Have you ever taken your wedding ring off and had fun? 
Your wife knows immediately. It's true. That is true. Um, I'm going to have to give it probably 7 out of 10. Well, 7 and a half out of right. 10. That's not bad. Um, okay. okay. 7 and a half out of 10. Uh, um, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Corny. I guess that's your turn, right? Yes. I'm going to give it uh, 7 winter fresh crisp pine trees out of 10. <laughs> You suck. <laughs> really, uh, you're really stuck. You're really stuck on this pine thing, aren't you? Yeah, um, you're really trying. You're the, you know, I'm trying to get back in the game, and you know, I'm trying to get back in the game and stop riding the pine. What did you say? Seven or six? Seven. Seven. Right? That what you said? Yes. Can you go back and listen to the tapes? All the, all the, <laughs> all tapes. the videotapes. All the videotapes have been listened and watched. <laughs> I still have people um, talking to me about. Start, Good. Start. I'm glad to see they're still talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're still talking Aww. to me. <laughs> Such sappy sentiment. Because some people will say like, um, "Hey, I, I made your podcast. How'd that thing go?" I was like, "Oh, it was fine," you know. And they're like, "Yeah, what that movie though?" Like, I, like, yeah, I know. And then like someone will text me, and my alert goes off, and they laugh. They go, "What was that?" I'm like, "That's from the movie." Um, Sam. Um, I would give this uh, six and a half crazy monkey swings from a shower ceiling um, out of ten. Okay, good call. Good call. Uh, six and a half. Pretty good. It's rewatchable. I, I'd watch it again. It's a good popcorn flick. Um, yeah. I, I think I would probably give it. Um, I don't know. I think I actually talked myself down a little bit from this movie. Like I think if <laughs> at the beginning of this episode, I probably would have given it a seven and a half. And I think after, Sam, you made the points that you made and, 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 and yeah. Corny kind of walking me through some of the bad techno babble, I think I'm actually going to drop it down to a six and a half also. Oh. Um, I just, the, if they make the movie that we suggested that they made, it's yes. an eight. Yeah. You know? Um, so Kenneth Branagh and the director's edition, you need to fix what you broke. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Next week, we are doing. Right, that's all right, right? I'm I'm not missing anything in my show notes, right? No. Nope. Um, winner. Winner, who won? Oh, definitely Chad for your awesome comment. Oh, bull. Um, oh, but, Chad, but Corny was a lot closer this week, I would Yeah, think. Corny was in, is in a close second. He had better puns. Just Chad had that thing that, you know. Dang straight I did. That's right. He's got the, <laughs> Stop he, it. he's got the thing. <laughs> You know, Corny was like the Seattle Seahawks at the Super Bowl. You oh, know, like, oh, don't even. You know, like, he had it within his grasp. They were right there, but then Chad, with a moment of brilliance, stepped in front of the ball and took it. So, Or you could just not throw the damn ball on the yeah. one-yard line. You're not Peyton Manning. That just doesn't work. Uh, there's some great memes I want to mention after the podcast. Um, so there you go. So good job, Chad. Uh, What's next week? Next week we are doing I, Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. we talked about we talked about Frankenstein. Yes, that's already the title of the next week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't know how, to, how, how, would, I, how would I pronounce that. In, Frankenstein. How do you write that down? Um, it's German. That's how you say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we must do the podcast next week in German accents. Yeah. But I don't think he has a German accent in the movie. <laughs> and Erkard is the greatest actor ever. <laughs> All right, if we're yeah. ever going to do that, we'll have to do it for Iron Sky. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. That Iron Sky 2, I know I've teased, is a thing that will happen on this this, this when they finally get it aired. <laughs> There's a te- Sam, did I tell you about the teaser trailer? Oh, I <laughs> saw it with the di- uh, Hitler riding a T-Rex. Hitler riding yeah. a T-Rex. I cannot yeah. wait. 
This is going to be the best thing ever. Um, I have Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Frankenstein. <laughs> I have a mix of... I have Frankenstein. I like Frankenstein. that. I have Frankenstein. Barb, look at Frankenstein. Thanks a lot to uh, uh, everything and all the things. Um, Steve. Steve. Yeah, Steve. Sorry, I was... <laughs> Uh, Steve, uh, SteveEverett.net. He's um, all he's over the still place. Sailing no, like he's that. off the boat now. Yeah. He's back home. He's off the boat. Actually, I think he had a concert. He's one this weekend. I can't remember. Yeah, in uh, Greensboro, I believe. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher. We have them. We are there. You can buy our podcast or whatever. Steal it. Uh, leave us it's reviews free. there. We like the we like the reviews. This is our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. Whoever is our hundredth like will get to uh, pick a movie or something. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Let's spend the night with Chad. Twitter.com. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Twitter at cheap seat cast. Please send your emails. Please, please send your emails. Cheap seat reviews at gmail.com. And so, on behalf of Corny, Chad, Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. And remember, if you plug this device into that device, you can hack Corny's computer and steal all the coins.